0: it's time to feel the rage welcome to film rage where we talk movies we are still stuck in our homes streaming all we can and hoping that one day soon we just may be able to go back to the cinema but in the meantime directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage my name is bryson i'm part of the film rage crew which also includes jim hello jim hey hey and he is half man and half amazing it is murray hey there merman yo so with the introductions out of the way let's rage on but
1: he is all merman oh baby two weeks in a row for merman i have a total mer boner going on i
2: still hate technology yeah
1: but i still have my boner well thanks to all who've been supporting us If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. Along with all members that sign up, we'll get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible, terrible film. Wank, Bryce. Uh, just like our friend Scott from Shoot the Fruit. Or just like the podcast, It Goes Down in the PM, we just did. Thanks to all our adopted favorite state, Virginia, which will stay our favorite until another location has more listeners. Go who's. Wow. All right. Virginia.
0: Yes. Yes, Yeah. We got a commercial
1: for our sponsor, which we haven't done for how long months.
0: Too long, Jim. Too long. Let's get back in touch with George. That's not George.
1: Yeah, we're also not talking about George. We're not
0: talking about George at all. We're going to talk about George later. But for now, it's Canyon Meadows Cinemas. I am on the ball today, boys. Canyon Meadows Cinemas are open for their delicious concessions popcorn, corn dogs, mini donuts, and more. Open Thursdays 4 to 9, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday 12 to 9 for takeout via curbside pickup. Just go to canyonmeadows.ca and enter your order. And by the way, by being one of our faithful Film Rage listeners, you can get 15% off. Just enter the promo code RAGEON. That's R-A-G-E-O-N to claim your 15% discount. Or... If you would rather have your snacks delivered, that is possible as well through Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, and DoorDash throughout Calgary. For more details, visit CanyonMeadows.ca. And here, CMC would like to thank you for your continued support, and we hope to see you again soon at the cinema.
1: That was the sweet, sexiest commercial I've ever heard.
0: Glad you felt that way, Jim.
1: There's a lot of bombers happening. I got a dance bomber. Stream, stream, stream,
0: stream, 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 And what we're streaming, Jim. And we're gonna start with the power, which is currently playing on Shudder. Dom, dom, dom. Alright, so it is from 2021. The power is set in 1974 London when the trade unions and the government were at war causing blackouts to be ordered every night to conserve power. The story takes place at a hospital where a presence haunts a young nurse. This film is shot as well as any movie that I've seen as for the most part, it takes place in the dark. The film is shot... Uh, the, sorry, the lighting was near perfect in a movie that required a little light. Um, it allowed us to experience what was taking place in the shadows without sacrificing any of the creepiness. Uh, at its heart, it's a ghost story, which tends to turn me off to begin with, but it kept my attention throughout, and at no point was it boring. Um, but alas, it was a ghost story, and, you know, it wasn't that special a ghost story. <laughs> A little predictable. Uh, the twist ending was p- pretty predictable. Um, as soon as I saw the dude at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, well, he looks like a weasel. Anyways, it was a meh. <laughs> that couldn't have gone any less smoothly.
1: Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of like that movie, The Power. Yeah. On, sh- on Shudder. Dum-dum. Thank you uh first off i need to say uh devine henry was outstanding as the matron by the way Mm. don't you think so i thought she was amazing she She was was a very small bit part but man she had like the whole ratchet thing going on i was like okay scary nurse i'm kind of turned on another reason there's another way out (laughs) I love the long away tight shots and the fact that our lead character Val played by Rose Williams is also afraid of the dark which helps to build the creep and the fear sound and music was done very well to build tension with the lack of music and sound at times Um, then overwhelmingly the sound and was kind of manic at other times so it was kind of a real a real mix mash of sound which I kind of liked it was like manic at times and then it was like absent at times so I kind of really like that I don't like it when they put music all the way through it and it's not necessarily great so music I think I thought was a good good point to this lots and lots of dark which is always a tough way to film because you can't basically see anything uh I know um it's to try and scare you and to allow jump scares to come out, but I found it hard sometimes. I just really don't like really dark films. Uh, I did really I like. I thought they playing. did it well. Oh, then no, they did do it well, but it's still really dark, and I don't. I just don't like it's really the, dark films. It's the
0: best lit dark film that I've ever seen.
1: I would I would one hundred percent agree with you. However, I don't like dark films because I can't see anything. <laughs> now, but you could
0: see more in this one. <laughs>
1: of nothing is still yeah. nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's true. I did I didn't mind it, but it's still a very a very dark film. Uh, I really like the the way uh, they built a very slow burn and how not everything is truly explained even at the end. The ending was a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> I have to agree with you, Bryce. I feel they could have made it a little better. Um, All in all, it was a well-crafted ghost story with some great jump scares and an interesting spin on Lady Ghost who kicks ass and punch dicks. But this ghost was just a little shy of kicking my dick into a mondo. It's a meh. It's a meh. Yeah. If it would have kicked my dick a little harder, then maybe it would have been a mondo. It
0: still would have been a meh. (laughs)
1: It could have been a lot more kicking. That uh, could have helped it. That's eh, all I'm saying.
0: There you go. All right, what else did we see, Jim?
1: We saw Nomadland hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Um, after losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad, directed by Chloe... Zao? is that the right Zhao. Zhao. oh thank you yes that makes more sense now that i know that that's Zhao. uh and it was uh based on uh, a book by jessica bruder but i guess um uh, chloe also did uh did the script I think, a little bit uh stars francis mcdermott and a bunch of other people but let's face it it's all about francis mcdermott in this film so let's just talk about her for another hour This film is a journey of one woman uh, showing a whole group of people who live on the edges of society, struggling to live and become nomadic, to move their vans or lives across the country to follow work, to live. But mostly it's one woman's journey. That woman is the mesmerizing Frances McDormand. She is so into this character and so natural in everything she does in this film This is one character film sprinkled with a few other people that intersect her life. The film itself does inch along with really not much that happens other than Francis's life unfolding to all levels of despair and yet some hopefulness. I love everything about motherfucking Francis McDormand. The film itself, I found it a little bit of a slacker film, which I normally hate But the beauty of her acting and her quiet, unassuming persona kept me wanting to see where she went and what would happen to her next. It's a mondo, but only because of her. I don't think even motherfucking Viola Davis would have pulled this one off. Hmm. I am now dreaming of the day when the two queens of film battle head-to-head for who is the most mesmerizing actor on the planet? I don't even think there's a man alive that comes close to these two, Francis McDormand and Viola Davis. Can you please make a movie together? All right, it's a mondo.
0: Oh, <laughs> all right. So Francis McDormand and David St- uh, Strathern are the only two actors in this, as far as I could tell. Why are we paying actors the big bucks when Nomadland? And Concrete Cowboys has showed us that using the actual people from these worlds is better than any Hollywood types. Nobody could have played Patty better than Patty. And you know what? Nobody could have played Linda better than Linda. So why why are we casting anybody else? We need to come up with more movies with this or we can just shove the people that that this is about right into the film. They did a tremendous job. This was a wonderful film that felt so genuine and it had such a great performance from McDormand that I could not have enjoyed this film more. The ability of, of McDormand as Fern to convey effective emotion with every glance, every wry smile, and every reaction was something to watch. Fern is an unforgettable character and her supporting cast is up to the challenge of sharing the screen with her. The desperation, the caring, the grief, the human the humility, it is all presented perfectly. As you watch the story, you feel you are there with Fern. And that is a credit to director Chloe Zhao. This movie was a darn near perfect
2: mondo.
1: It was great. So, Murray, did you actually get to see this one yet?
2: No, sadly, I have not had time to watch anything this week.
1: All right, well... I hoping to watch it on get... Saturday,
2: but we kind of did the podcast earlier, so...
1: We did. Um, but... We'll definitely get Murray's take on this because yeah, I'll, Murray, I'll has access, on Murray has access to Apple Plus or not Apple Plus, uh, Disney Plus now. So Life Evil is Curry. good as they say.
0: Disney. They're the worst.
1: They're the worst. Evil.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we we pretty much agreed on that one, Jim.
1: Yeah. Well I think we agreed on the first one too, so I don't
0: Whew. What are Are we we in for?
1: Are we going to agree on this? I'm going to
0: say we're not going to agree on this. That is my prediction.
1: I think we will. You do? Yeah, I do. Okay, I feel pretty strongly
0: about this one.
1: Okay, well, let's hear it, bitch.
0: The man who sold his skin. This is uh, on video on demand right now. It is from 2020. And it's
1: nominated for some kind of award. Yeah,
0: I think it's nominated for like best... What do they call something. it these days? Best foreign film, language, foreign film? language Murray, film. I believe Murray, that. that they no, they don't That's call it that. They, they call it best international feature or something. Yes, international
2: feature. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank God we is have it back been nominated. Uh, I noticed. Yes, it has.
0: So the man who sold his skin is a story of Sam, a Syrian refugee who literally sells his back that is transformed into a work of art to be displayed for the world to see. This started out with a tremendous amount of potential. The concept is sound as it puts forward many serious topics, such as the treatment of refugees and the premise that a person in some circumstances has less rights than a piece of art. As a refugee, Sam was unable to cross borders, but as a work of art, he could go anywhere he pleased. It also had some views on the exploitation of the refugee and some overly simplified views on identity, race, and class. Overall, I liked the concept, and I was actually really enjoying the film, and then it took a ridiculous turn at the end that turned all the potential into a pile of crap. The ending made no sense, as number one, the artist showed many times that he cared little for Sam, and it's not believable that he would go so out of his way to help him out. And number two, I will just say, cloning? Really? What a ridiculous ending to go through... (laughs) What a ridiculous ending to a thought-provoking initial concept. This was a rage.
1: Oh, I guess we Uh aren't going to match up. We aren't going to match up. I thought, I didn't think you would. I knew where you would have problems. I already knew that. But I had those same problems. I just didn't hate it as much. Um, Okay, so... Uh, music was subdued and barely used the concept of this film although influenced by an art deal for someone else's skin with a tattoo
0: a believable art deal not like this art deal but go ahead
1: yep was uh, <laughs> uh, influenced by an art deal for someone else's skin with a tattoo the original story I'd sign up influence. for that
0: deal by the way uh, <laughs>
1: yeah so would I uh speaking of that, we may talk about that later. Right. Um Influence of the Writer is is nothing like this film though. And so I don't even consider it relevant as nope. a reference. And yet you, you search this film and they talk about this guy who who, who who influenced this movie. It has nothing to do with that same story. No, nope. This film has such cultural relevance. Uh, with what is happening in Syria and in places where refugees are abundant, has a similar feel to that doc we saw a few weeks ago, Love Child, I felt, um, where it showed Arabic cultures being persecuted uh, for one reason or another. I love the story idea and the whole way this film unfolds. It moves at a fairly steady but slow pace, and the film covers some heavy topics of human trafficking and human rights but only just briefly, and it doesn't get preachy, but points are definitely made. The story, as we reach the end, though, kind of loses its passion and momentum.
0: To say the Uh, least.
1: Yeah. Although the film gets a piece of art, it has a predictable ending, and ultimately trying too hard, and I'm going to say this, to be a westernized film... Stole some of the soul of its Eastern-inspired tale. For that, unfortunately, I have to give it a pop art. Wishing it was a masterpiece. meh.
0: how was that a predictable ending? That was, was that pre- was a I ridiculous mean, ending, uh, but it wasn't well, predictable. The, the really, you, part was,
1: you you're you're thinking of
0: like midway through. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be. There's going to be some cloning involved in this story. No, the
1: cloning part was the only was, spin. Was but, ridiculous. But did, did you know he was. You knew he was gonna live at the end. Oh yeah, well, that's fix, like all that. Yeah, that was all, over, the cloning part. Was just like, okay, what? That didn't even make. It sense. did.
0: All of a sudden, we turned into a sci-fi movie. I mean, really, this artist is gonna shell out like, or I don't know where the millions. I don't know what it costs to clone someone's back, but and then he's gonna redo the tattoo. Like, it is all just stupid. It,
1: it okay. Well, I didn't hate that part as much. As oh, I was
0: it was Please. ridiculous. I'm spoiling yeah, the ending, crazy. and I don't care is, because it is, was such crap. No one should watch this. How can this it be is, nominated
2: no one, no one, for anything? No one's, but one's is, gonna see it anyway. Well,
1: no, a lot of people will see this. They will because it's Oscar nominated. nominated. Not yeah. once it wins. But again, here's a scenario where the majority of this movie was good. There was good concepts. There was the good concept
0: was excellent. I love the concept. The message was excellent.
1: Yes, and because of Chloe, The good intentions it went from it went from Yeah, the
0: road to good intentions, my friend.
1: You and your you and your ending five oh, that, move five minutes of cinema. It was so bad though.
0: It's like what is going on? I thought like twenty minutes in, I was like, Okay, I'm digging this, this might be a Mondo. And by the end they just took a big crap on my eyes. I did not <laughs> like this.
1: It's kind of, so, you know, when you're making cupcakes, well, I know Bryce doesn't, but you know, when Murray and I, when we make cupcakes, you know, and you got the squeezer and you're squeezing the, 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 what's the Icing. stuff? Icing. Yeah. Thank you. And then I'm just thinking of the, of it being a thing of poop. That's been squeezed. <laughs> Bryce <talks> right now. <laughs> that's oh, about well, right. Buddy. Well, so you were completely nailed it. We did not agree. I, uh, I, told I, I didn't think it would make you rage. Oh, was
0: but... so, it was just—it was so stupid. Like we went, we almost went into sci-fi by the end. It was like, well, really?
1: Well, one comment about it being a clone was sci-fi, but other than that, yeah, the whole—you do know that cloning is real, right? I know. Col- I, I
0: understand clones. cloning is real. I would imagine that it costs a lot. I would imagine that nobody on, nobody's gonna, no. It just it would never happen. It was so dumb. Oh yeah, this is based on a real story. <laughs> sure it is.
1: No, it wasn't. This it was is the
0: stupidest freaking ending that's uh, ever It was so well, bad.
1: Well, I uh, I <laughs> bad. I I wanna say I respect your passion for the rage. It's yeah, bad I think I'll just say that. I think I'll just say that. I'm glad you're raging already, because we're moving into the next film now.
0: I don't know why I'm playing that music. That's weird.
1: Uh, I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, we're talking about... And I don't know why my notes are half done from last week, too. Yeah, whatever. they are. Yeah, so uh, we got to see see another film that's playing at Hot Docs. So for those people that are listening, uh, we got to see a preview. Actually, a couple of previews because Fanny's playing at Hot Docs, too. Um, By the
0: way, once again, see Fanny? Fanny's awesome.
1: Fanny is really awesome. Uh, So Hot Docs, for those people who don't know, you go to hotdocs.ca, or for the old people listening, https colon forward slash forward slash hotdocs.ca forward slash April 29th to May 9th. We got to see from our friends at gat.ca, the PR group, uh, the face of Anonymous. Hmm. so think and you know what trying to get anything out of IMDb on this movie was impossible so I made my own synopsis up think V for Vendetta mask but in real life but no but 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 that is the mask that this one faceless hacker group called Anonymous used to wear and this is the story of the man who started it all and where he is now
0: there you go did he really That's
1: start much it?
2: it? Yeah, I don't know if he know. actually started it. He joined the. Yeah, started. he didn't start it.
1: Well, he kind of became the face of it.
2: He was the face of yeah. it, yeah. Yeah,
0: not by
1: their yeah. choice. Yeah. So this doc has a ton of content and goes in a few different directions, but really follows the man known as Commander X. I found the content of this doc very interesting. Uh, as it was going over and through the past of Commander X and the whole Anonymous movement is a very fascinating story. The story was fairly tight and kept you um, sort of refocused on this very strange and apparently genius hacker slash activist. The other peripheral members of Anonymous really did um, seem sane and moved on with their worlds, but our Commander X lived in exile I found it interesting and educational as a well-crafted doc, but I didn't love it. Not really sure why, so I'm giving it a meh. Uh, but if Murray and Bryce can maybe convince me otherwise, I could maybe be swayed. I didn't love this doc. I, I found it interesting, but I didn't love it. It's a meh. Hmm. Murray, do you want to go next?
2: Uh, yeah, it's the one I actually did see while I was uh, you know waiting to see everything else. Uh, he was an interesting character, that's for sure. Uh, you know i'm not a big fan of documentaries in the first place um but yeah i I don't know a lot about hacking the world of hacking i thought it kind of cool that they were trying to like take down fascist dictators and stuff uh as opposed to just trying to get rich or you know destroy the world uh but yeah this guy just seems like somebody's crazy old uncle like i still don't believe he actually knows how to get onto a computer and hack things (laughs) <laughs> he seems like some, somebody's crazy old uncle. But, yeah, he was interesting. And, yeah, he lived on the streets and he had a laptop and he used, like, public Wi-Fi to, like, hack stuff. I'm like, okay. And the fact that he got, he actually got across the border, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, from Canada right down into Canada, Mexico. From
2: <laughs> from Toronto to Winnipeg and, like, down south and just, like, walked across the freaking border because there's no wall there. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. I definitely wouldn't give it a bond but I mean, as documentaries go, I enjoyed it.
1: There you go. All right, Bracey, what you got, baby?
0: The story of Commander X of Anonymous is told. If you're really wanting to know more about him specifically, then this film is exactly what you're looking for. This was a very interesting look at the commander as we learned his, perspec- his perspective on his influence on the movement, as well as other top organizers from Anonymous, who lend their opinion on Commander X. As would be expected, Commander X has a very high opinion on his con- contributions to the movement, and also to be expected, no one else seems to share this opinion. Yet for years, he was the face of Anonymous. This was an an association, of course, that was about not having a face. DOC was interesting with its recent interviews as it pertains to Commander X. It covered a lot of ground already covered better in We Are Anonymous from 2012, but also had some mildly interesting updates on people who were involved in the movement. The documentary was just okay. It was meh.
1: What? Here's another case. And I had dared to say it. We all agreed. <laughs> Murray, another case that we do agree on some things. Like yeah, well, we don't. But... I, probably liked, I probably
2: enjoyed it more than you guys did. But...
1: It's still a meh.
2: <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot to me. A Mondo documentary? Such thing doesn't exist in my world.
1: Hail Satan.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen that one either.
1: all right temperature rising vision blurring rage taking over well i didn't have a lot of stuff to be angry about this week um mostly because i had my mind preoccupied by a bunch of other things going on and you know unlike bryce i didn't have anything to rage about film-wise. Well, I do, but that's coming up later. Uh, So I'm going to complain about the fact that the NHL, which pretty much is shutting down NHL teams pretty much every other day because every single person gets COVID on their team, is allowed to go and play around wherever they want, all over the fucking countries, and yet I still can't see theaters and cinemas. So I'm like, what is wrong with the balance in the universe when hockey players can just do whatever they want because they make more money than obviously theater workers. So yeah, that's my rage. It's very simple. I'm still mad. I can't go see a movie in theaters and I, uh, I'm upset that NHL is still going on. And yet there's COVID rampant through the whole league. That's my rage. That's it. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. My rage is still about the man who sold his skin for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is the dumbest ending ever. Why Why do you have such such a good concept and just wreck it with the ending? Plus the fact that how on earth is this nominated for any type of, of award? I am just baffled. There were so many good foreign films last year. How on earth did this get sneaked through the cracks? I mean, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm there's so many movies last year. I I had a few of them on my top 10 that were foreign films. And I I think one of them made it. So it's like, I'm just tired of number one, wasted potential. Cause this was a great concept that should have been a great movie. And the fact that the Academy can look at this movie and decide that it's one of the top five foreign films of the year So, I'm double raging this week. Boo to the Academy. Boo to bad writing. That's my rage. Yeah,
1: that's a good enough reason to rage. There you go. True. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. So, we now get to talk about George, which we've been, you know, letting you people know that we've been wanting to talk about George for quite some time. And yeah, you know, I kind of miss George. I think we need to have a special episode to bring him back sometime. Yep. Uh, I believe cube Japan style is coming soon and he'll be back with us, but here's a promo from our buddy, George. Hey everybody. George here host of the best little horror house in Philly. The show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made. According to our guest, at least, it's a real fun show where every episode I agree that the movie our guest chose is the best, and we get into where their love of horror started before discussing the movie in detail, the background, the themes, specific call-outs, before ultimately summing up why it's not just good, but it's the best horror movie ever made. And we've had some incredible guests ranging from horror icons like Caroline Williams from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Rich Sommer from Summer of 84, and Anthony Blasi director of Midnight Meat Train and Last Shift, all the way to some of my favorite comedians like Neil Campbell, Jeff Dutton, Betsy Sidaro, Joe Wanger Tim Kalpakis more. So listen to the best little horror house in Philly, wherever you podcast and ask yourself this. What's your favorite scary movie?
2: All righty, as predicted, this is my Oscar preview, Um, since we're not going to talk about it next week. Uh, After the longest award season ever, and a pandemic that almost destroyed the movie business, we finally have the Oscars this weekend. Now, I know my two fellow ragers could not care less, but this is my minute. If you're planning to watch the show, here's the stitch. According to Variety, the big hoity-toity American media conglomerate, here's who should win and who, in some cases... Well, unfortunately... Will actually, unfortunately. Because uh, nobody seems to care about... I'm going to talk about the first five major categories. Because no one really cares about the other ones. Okay. First up, we get the big one. Best Picture. Yep. Who should win? Nomadland. And Will. It won... It won the PG... Uh, the Producers Guild, Directors Guild, BAFTA, and Golden Globe. Which should be a lock. Then again... 1917 and La La Land also won all those awards and didn't really help them. Uh, who will win? Probably Nomadland, unless uh, maybe Tri- Tri- Chicago Seven pulls off an upset. But... Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, best director. Who should win? That Chloe chick, because I'm not saying her last name. Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Uh Who will win? Well, she's won everything else, so no other choice really. Uh, honorable mention goes to Thomas Vinterberg. I don't know how to say that. For another round, cheers. No. Uh, best actor, who should win, and who will win? Chadwick Boseman for uh, no. Black No Bottom. Nope. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was amazing in The Father, but the Academy does love their posthumous awards. Riz, Riz
0: Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed is the best actor.
2: Someone who's going to win. Uh, Best actress. Who should win? Uh, This is actually real crap. Guaranteed to lose you the Oscar pool if you actually entered one. All five performances were good. Viola Davis could pull off an upset.
1: I'm okay with that.
2: But... Smart Money is on Francis McDormand for No Man Land, who just, just he gets better every year.
0: I'd be okay but, with either.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: Uh, okay, now we got Best Supporting Actor, who sh- should win, Paul Racy. I probably said the name wrong. The Sound of Metal.
0: Damn right.
2: Because both the actors from... Um, what was it called the judas Judas
0: and the black messiah how are they supporting actors they were the leads
2: they are both lead actors
1: what another thing that bryce and murray agree on
2: so who's gonna win probably that daniel coolia guy because he's won everything else (sighs) oh he's the star of the movie he's gonna win for best supporting actor.
0: so dumb
1: what yeah
0: that's then what have, I raged uh, about the fact that the sound of metal dude wouldn't win the Oscar because there's yeah. two guys that were stars of the movie that are in the supporting actor categories crap. Yeah. That guy was awesome in sound of metal. Yeah.
2: And the last one is best supporting actress who should and will win is let me butcher this. You young Yun for Minari. Oh really? Now also nominated Olivia Coleman, who was great in the father yep. Glenn Close and Amanda Seyf, right from it was Mank. Yep, she was good. Man. But it's pretty much a lock. I mean, she's going to be the only the second Asian woman to win an acting Oscar since Miyoshi Omeki in Sayonara in 1958. Wow. Now, Glenn Close, if she loses this, will tie the late Peter O'Toole for the most acting nominations without a win.
1: She's never now, won. one?
2: Not she... one. Now, Peter O'Toole, there's a guy who deserves a, a posthumous award. Uh, she's been nominated in World According to Garp, The Big Chill, The Natural, Fatal Attraction, which she lost to Cher that year. Cher. Dangerous Liaisons, she lost to Jodie Foster. Albert Knobbs, she lost to Meryl Streep. Yeah, I thought and she was, was going to win year, for Albert first Nobbs. Ago, was The Wife lost to Olivia Coleman. That's this year, fair. That'll be eight nominations and no wins.
1: And she didn't get a nomination for the girl with all the gifts, which she should have.
2: Exactly. What? Anyway, so that's that's what's going on with the Oscars. That's pretty much all we're going to talk about. So that's all I got. All right.
1: Murray, you always bring the joy. That's all I got to say. Right.
0: I'm just digging Murray's music.
1: Yeah, the uh, merman minute just makes me groove. Exactly. That grooviness. All right, then I guess
2: we're up again, are we?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about the list this week. All um, right, the list. Did we right. talk? Did we talk at all um, about me seeing the movie Noah yet? No. Supposed to. Well, yeah. So. You're also pro. Well, Bryce and I had. Uh, he gave me a challenge that I had to go see Noah. Remember that, Bryce? I do remember that. (laughs) I know you're really digging that music. I am. I'm digging (laughs) it
0: so much. It's
1: the best. I think we should groove on it for a little more. Yeah, sure, why not? We'll talk about the list as we listen to the Merman Minute music. Yeah.
0: Groove on it. It's good.
1: Why would we put any other music on when we got the Merman Minute? Exactly. So now we Didn't remind have anything for so long. And now and now we we, we get all, let's just have it for the whole rest of the episode. Nah. That's my suggestion. Get on with it. It's a good <laughs> that's a good suggestion, but it's not your very best. Well, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. No. Okay, so now why was I supposed to see No again? Who were you putting forward? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It wasn't Logan Lerman though, was it? Uh, Logan Lerman, maybe. I don't think it was. No, no, it was. Uh, what was it? It wasn't Ray Winston. No, it wasn't
0: Ray Winston.
2: Seriously, what was it?
1: <laughs> I don't. Re- well, I don't remember. If you now. don't
2: know? I just move on.
0: No, no, no. We got to figure this out. <laughs> Maybe it uh, was, was ones, the first one you said?
1: It wasn't um, it wasn't Russell Crowe.
0: <laughs> no, it dem- wasn't
1: Jennifer Collie. Hey, I got Ray the list music. It wasn't Anthony Hopkins or Emma Stone or Logan Lerman. Nick Nolte. Yeah, he was just a voice. Nick
2: Nolte.
1: <laughs> it wasn't Kevin Durant, was it? I like
2: Kevin Durant. How about that Darren Aronofsky?
0: All right. Who directed it?
2: Darren Aronofsky. Uh, That's
0: who it was then, wasn't it?
1: No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You didn't bring forward Darren uh, Aronofsky. You didn't bring him
0: forward. Yeah, I did.
1: Was it? The hell I
0: didn't. Look at his movies. Yeah, I did.
1: Okay.
2: I
0: said the guy doesn't make a bad movie.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to go the other way. What? (laughs) I love his movies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well there, okay, so I did give it a meh. And you know what the funniest thing about the whole story was? Yeah. I had seen this movie before. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, know what? I,
1: kind of for, I kind of forgot, because it was just like meh.
0: And meh gets him on the list.
1: It does, because- the He's undoubted.
0: The list. That's who it was, Aronofsky.
1: But was he, no, was he, no, wait, he couldn't actually, he still needs another movie, didn't he?
2: What? Oh, there was. There was How many movies days? does he have? Uh, directed seventeen. Yeah. So I don't think he needs oh, another movie.
1: Shorts. No no no, I think we didn't because he had he okay, did Pie, Requiem okay. for a Dream, the Fountain, the Wrestler. Black
2: Swan, the Wrestler.
1: Yeah. No, he doesn't actually.
0: How many movies does he have? Uh, okay, so he
1: has one, Mother. Two, four, five, no, okay, count Mother, six, Noah. Seven
2: seven big movies.
1: Black Swan, the Wrestler, the Fountain. Requiem for a Dream. Pie. That's it.
2: Yeah, it's seven movies.
0: Okay, so his next it movie. just put him. Yeah. Put him on deck.
1: Movie, put, he's on deck. That's exactly it.
0: So he's even if it's a feet. last one was a mondo though, right? What was the last one?
1: Mother. Well Mother. It, was, it was a mondo for me, like, but that one yeah, it was a it was that a one? mondo
2: for me. Yeah, I was not crazy
1: about it. So that was it a rage though, Murray, or just a man? I wouldn't
2: rage about it, but yeah, it was it was a man for me,
1: but. Well, we gotta hope it's a mondo, because that could be two mez back-to-back.
2: Yeah, he's got something called The Drift coming up. I don't know when, but it's a horror movie, apparently. Okay,
0: so...
1: I already like it.
0: He's, he's on deck. We just need to... Uh, he's on deck. One more Matt Ormondo from Mr. Aronofsky, and uh, he can be on the Undoubted list. Yeah, that's who it was for sure. <laughs> you like reading off the actors. I'm like, no, nah, it's none of them.
1: Why, I well, I why did I you like, watch know, this? Oh, yeah,
0: Aronofsky directed that, didn't he? <laughs>
1: Shows where our mind is at. Okay, uh, well, do either one of you clowns have anybody to put forward?
0: Murray's no. got three. No, I don't.
1: Okay, I well then, zero. the only thing I have is some old ones from before that I'm gonna pull out, mesmerizing, and then my list is empty. I'll so g- that means you I'll, two g- I'll give you
0: one mesmerized.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. And you, you're not going to say Glenn Close, right? No,
0: nah, just because I'm looking at him right now in my bedroom. Well, not in my bedroom, but uh, in my uh, spare room here. You
1: mean uh, in the Film Rage Studios? Is that yeah, I, I'm Matthews, looking yeah. at a
0: poster of Hellraiser 3, and I'm sorry, Pinhead is mesmerizing. I am, I am nominating Doug Bradley as
2: mesmerizing. No idea who that is. It's Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies. Never saw it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say no on what else what? that. What? I'm going to say Pinhead is, but I don't think he is on the whole. Uh, uh, because he's made a ton of movies and I've forgotten him in every single one of those other roles. So they're all That's, hell-raiser that's movies. a That's a hard, that's a hard No, one he's one been in them. he's been in a whole bunch of he's horror. He's been games. in a bunch of in, stuff. He was in Wrong Turn 5, he was in I know. He's mesmerizing.
2: He
0: in
1: Dear, hard, no, he's not. Pinhead. Not
0: that I've, is I love Doug mesmerizing. Bradley.
1: I think well, you, night- can, you can love them by yourself in your room by oh, yourself. That's right. I will. Okay. Well, I'm bringing Get forward a couple. Yeah. Okay. I'm bringing forward Gabriel Byrne.
0: As mesmerizing. Um, yeah.
1: No. All right. That was easy. Okay. I got one more. And for me, she's always mesmerizing. But I can see where maybe you two might not love her, and that's Mia Farrow.
2: Mia Farrow. Is that the one who was married to Woody Allen?
1: Yep. I
2: don't think I've ever seen anything she's ever been
1: in. You haven't seen Rosemary's Baby? No. She's fucking mesmerizing as fuck in that movie.
0: That's the only reason I could potentially get her on the list.
1: uh, You know
0: what?
2: Has she made seven or eight movies?
0: She's made a a metric ton of movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah, I couldn't even tell what she looks like.
1: <laughs> there you well, go. Then your vote isn't valid. grace it's that, up to you. Yeah, Come over. on, you must have you must have loved her in just about every Woody Allen movie. I know we're not. She was kind well, of a I, I, word, Yeah, I yeah,
0: know. I did love her in all those movies, but oh, you know what?
2: I have seen one movie she was in. <laughs>
1: she was uh, in Supergirl. <laughs> that's a TV show.
2: No, the movie. The movie Supergirl. 1984 well, she's, she's certainly capacitor. not gonna
1: be she's not gonna be undoubted we can say that for sure no
2: we'll
0: um i'm gonna pass on mesmerizing as well
1: Ah, oh, how could you do that she's all right oh don't you didn't you think she was fantastic in alice come on nope She was fine not in september not in radio days yeah, and her sisters? She was always... Purple all, Rose of Cairo, is, Come on, she was so she perfect. She is always
0: fine, but she's never mesmerizing. Well... She's a body. She's competent. I like calling, her.
1: Are you calling her a root vegetable? No,
0: nah, I'm not calling her that, because... Root vegetable? But I am calling her not just... She's a she's a solid, solid actor.
1: I, you almost said Mia Farrow was a beat.
0: I am not I mean, even trying to imply that she is she is as solid as they come
1: Tomato? Tomato? but she's Tomato? not
0: mesmerizing
1: tomatoes aren't root vegetables myrrh why not no they are w-
2: gonna we're gonna make it don't grow adams under the ground to, to tomatoes grow
1: above the ground
2: w- weren't you gonna make amy adams a female potato no she's a she was a turnip. she's
1: no, on she's
0: on, on deck for, for well she's already
1: she's already, or is uh, she already she's undoubted? already undoubted undoubted yes yeah,
0: <clears throat> That's amazing, hey, I That's know so she's good picked good, 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 good roles. It's amazing. I have some love her. But uh, yeah, that, I know.
1: It's okay. She picks you good movies, Murray. The you, you, Wait, you hey, I couldn't. I couldn't get
0: her off the list.
1: That's right. She is right. undoubted.
0: All I had to. I could have said it. You know, one. She just made back to back Mez, but she. Uh, she has a good agent. I'll say that about her.
1: Yep. Great. He's almost potato. like our Mr. Potato himself. <laughs>
2: Alright, that's all for the list?
1: That's it, because you losers gotta do your, do your weight. Oh, whatever. I want yeah. two of something from both of you for next week.
2: I came up with a Merman Minute in like half an hour, so I think that was the accomplishment. And that was at work.
1: <laughs> Thank God you put so much time and effort into our podcast.
2: I know, story. well, for <laughs> <short> notice. <laughs> Alright then. Uh, last week, we were dared to see American Pickle uh let me start over again uh, uh last week on rager dare bryce and jim yet again were dared to see a film by one of our local ragers last week it was brenda she dared them to what apparently jim thought finding a film that could finally make us rage so i'm not sure bryce is easy to rage these days and seth rogan and our friend brenda really be on two people who will uh, uh is jim happy that he will rage oxymoron much jim and funny, do I really care? As I never want to see a Seth Rogen film anyway. Let's check in with Bryce first, and this crazy suspense finally over. Hmm. All right. So, how was American Pickle?
0: American Pickle. Hmm. I uh, I liked an American Pickle. There is no rage here. What is there to rage about? It was a nice little film with an acceptably competent performance from Rogan. Was anything here spectacular? No. But was anything here rage inducing Absolutely not. I laughed on many occasions, I felt for the characters, the acting was solid, and the story was a shallow bit of entertainment with some clever dialogue. Not a great movie, But certainly not a rage. I liked it. It was meh. And once again, I do not understand.
1: Well, you're going to understand very soon why this movie was dared for us to see. I have. Because I chortled. I want to say I chortled twice. Mm hmm. Twice. And that wasn't even a laugh, that was a chortle. Uh, uh, And then after the chortling, after the chortling happened, it went all Eddie Murphy with play, with Seth Rogen playing multiple characters. Yeah, first, off, first off, Seltzer is not funny. Plus, time travel movies with multiple characters already starts with bad pickle brine. And all the stupid quips from time travel idiots in the future really got tiring really fast. This, my friends, is something that has never passed my lips. But the period piece portion in this film was the best part of this movie. So you can imagine how bad this movie really is. Every five seconds, he's pointing out something that happens now that the idiot time traveler doesn't know anything about. And that is supposed to be funny? No, it was not even funny the first time. But after the 50th time of him trying to make a joke about a person that travels time doesn't understand something in the future... It got super tiring, super fast. Because guess what? He's dumb and he doesn't know anything. Ha ha ha. Uh, Yes, that's sarcasm. Every single thing about this movie was either stupid or had been repeated. I don't know how many other times in every other time travel film. But God, it was painful to watch. Seth Rogen was not funny in this film was boring and having dual roles as per usual was awful and nonsensical. This film puts me in a bit of a pickle though. Do I hate this more than the movie Nine Lives and making it the worst movie I've ever seen? Oh
0: my God, of course you don't.
1: Or is Nine Lives still the worst film I have seen? Hmm. Okay, I'm just kidding. Just like this movie was, because it was funny. Ha, ha 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 actually the funniest thing about this was people on instagram and twitter when they knew we were going to be watching this they said oh i really like american pickle yeah and that is what made it the funniest of all this movie was the one of the worst rages of this last year it was terrible Whatever. It, it was, was sweet. awful. there was no redeeming qualities in it, it was every single sweet. joke was not funny okay what did you Oh, is supposed to be a comedy what openly did you laugh about in this entire movie?
0: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think it was that much of a comedy. I just thought it was just a sweet little story.
1: Sweet little story about what? About time. Okay, you you literally just raged about a movie that threw in science fiction. Now you've got a fucking pickle. That's actually no. But that time. was the premise it from the start. The that
0: premise. was the overlying premise. That's yeah, fine yeah. if you're going to make that movie. Make that movie. That's uh, not the movie that, they were making is before. That
1: science fiction. Is this science fiction or is this? Would it, would of it course, be? this
0: is science fiction.
1: I thought it was a comedy.
0: It's both.
1: It wasn't either. The it was actually. I thought it was of more a of people. a. I thought
0: it was more of a drama than anything. Yeah. I thought right. the relationship it's, between these two was effective. It, I thought Seth Rogen was great in in dual roles. I, I, as great as I, Seth Rogen can be, he has his limitations. Everybody knows that,
1: but he was just yeah. fine. No, this movie was terrible. No, nah, this movie was sweet.
0: That, this movie, no. I enjoyed it. I didn't love How it.
1: How can you say that? I'm like so confused.
0: Did it, did it have some stuff that I think could have been better? Of course. There That's why it's not a Mondo. But it, this, was, it was, was nothing. It was a nice was little movie. In this
1: movie. It was this a was pleasurable
0: 90 that. minutes.
1: This is painful to watch. Aww. You, would, you would have hated this just like me. Oh, yeah, has ever seen it. a time?
0: Oh, Murray's here. Seth Rogen, and he's already made up his mind. So
1: no, yeah. I've never seen it. I well, saw the
2: promos for it, and I wasn't impressed.
1: Well, the promos were probably the best part about it because there was only a minute exactly. of the promos. Ah, this movie was so terrible. I can't believe that so, you
0: rage this hard on this movie.
1: It but, was it was awful. It was I hated fine. Every single thing about it. It was not painful at think, all. Right, it should soft. it should not
0: have been dared. Oh.
1: Yep. Well. It's done <laughs> and I completely understand why she dared me to see it. I don't know about you No nah, I don't but, get it, well, it was fine. I can tell you I can tell you what we're gonna be watching when we come back from Cuff. because next week we'll be doing Cuff. but the week after we'll be coming back to seeing a movie that our friend Scott paid for us to see which is Theodore Rex starring, I believe it's Whoopi Goldberg.
0: It does star Whoopi Goldberg. You told me about it. So I was like, well, I'll watch the trailer. (laughs) And it definitely has the potential to be a rage. Unlike (laughs) like the last five weeks, it seems. I don't remember. When's the last time I actually raged on Rage or Dare? This is getting annoying. I'm raging on the fact that I'm not raging on Rage or Dare. This is ridiculous.
1: You know, I had one of our listeners uh, message me today say, they think they are actually going to want to pay to get us to see something that's really good <laughs> so they can see Bryce Rage again. I just, I'm not raging. <laughs>
0: it's stupid. <laughs> that's <laughs> not what this is about. <laughs> These are supposed to be the freaking worst movies that are on the planet. Not stuff this that's just, terrible. that's just not that bad. You know, it's okay. Not stuff that's even bad. I, I'm i th- talking stuff that. So bad that it's upsetting for me to watch it,
1: like it was for American Pickle for me. Oh, for that movie.
0: I, I think you are overselling that movie. I was I can't fine. Understand how you liked it? I thought there were some funny understand.
1: bits. They, but you can't remember any of them.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't memorable. But it was—it was a you know—it was a breezy ninety minutes. I got no problem with a breezy ninety minutes. I was entertained uh, for ninety minutes. I shut it off. I forgot about it. That's okay.
1: Ugh. I can remember everything that they thought was funny, and none of it was. Yeah,
0: everything you thought that wasn't funny, I thought was probably at least mildly amusing. <laughs> God. If it was truly funny, I'd probably remember it, but it was mildly amusing. It was a sweet story. I liked the li- the ending. Eh, everybody t- lives happily ever after. Well, it's not to like.
1: That doesn't... Like everything is coming out of your mouth is not you. So if you're just now, I just think that you're just giving away mez like candy.
0: I am not giving away mez like candy. I'm just waiting for a freaking rage. If Theodore Rex ends up being like, like so bad, I'm actually chuckling through the whole thing and I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of funny. I am going to be some upset because it's also got the potential to be one of those movies where you watch it and it's so awful that it's hilarious. And it's, like, enjoyable. That's not what this is about either. There's lots of those movies out there. I want movies that are just going to... Like, I just wasted the last 90 minutes to two hours of my life. That's what I want. I don't want something that I can that I can laughingly talk about for the next little while. Go, oh, have you seen Theodore Rex? It was so bad, I laughed a lot. No, it was so bad, I wanted to rip my eyeballs out and tear off my ears so I didn't have to see it or hear it. That's what I want.
1: Exactly, American Pickle. Ah, whatever,
0: American Pickle was fine. It
1: was sweet, I liked
0: it. It was a rage, it was terrible.
1: It was meh. Okay, well, I'm excited about next week. We're gonna go see some tough films, our favorite festival, Calgary Underground Film Fest is playing and uh we're gonna be watching a shit ton of movies so check in with us i'm gonna say maybe sunday Sunday?
0: we might sneak in a couple extra episodes so yeah maybe sunday
1: who knows be surprised just you know be ready okay well thanks ragers for listening uh, rage love to our James, who is our only member subscriber. Thanks to the Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Common for Statistic Vision and Photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. Rebecca's Goose for her animation skills at Potato Lady Reviews.com. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site, which is actually on sale right now at TeePublic or on Redbubble. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching Film Rage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment often everywhere you feel, including Film Rage Calgary at gmail.com But Chaser, Apple Podcast, dares to see terrible, terrible movies like American Pickle to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please. Please. That's it for this week. Ray John.
0: Ray John.